You're listening to Plug In to Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Welcome to Plug Into Health. I'm your host, Angela Dea. On this episode, we are exploring the practice of empathy. What is it and what value can it bring to our lives, to others, and to our relationships? Lisa Tutsky, a licensed marriage and family therapist at Purvea Health, is here, and we're going to tap into her expertise in just a moment. But first, there are two quotes I came upon in my research on this topic that I'd love to share with you all. The first is from award-winning novelist Barbara Kingsolver. She says, Empathy is really the opposite of spiritual meanness. It's the capacity to understand that every war is both won and lost, and that someone else's pain is as meaningful as your own. The other quote comes from the late poet, storyteller, and activist Maya Angelou. She said, I've learned that people will forget what you said, People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Those words really resonate with me, and perhaps they do with you too, um, particularly that second quote. Lisa, I'm, I'm going to guess you've heard that before. Yep. It's actually one of my favorite quotes, um, mm-hmm. and I think it is spot on. When you are in the presence of somebody that you feel sees you and hears you, you never forget that person. So as a behavioral care provider, how do you define or describe empathy? So I think the first piece of that is just to understand that all of us have a deep desire to be heard, to be seen, and to be valued. Um, Those are inherent things that everybody wants in life. Um, And empathy is a piece of how we feel seen and heard and valued. You know, empathy is really the ability to understand how somebody is feeling, how they may be feeling about something, even if you've never experienced it yourself. You know, sympathy is where we can feel badly for somebody because something has happened to them. We feel sad for them because they have had a loss or we, we feel worried for them because they have been sick. Empathy is really to understand how they are feeling themselves. So what might empathy look or sound like? So empathy would really look like um, if you were sitting with somebody, you were having a conversation, it's one of your friends, they're talking to you about a really difficult life situation that they've been through. It's not anything you've ever experienced. So you yourself can't say, oh, I know how that feels. But you can say, understand how you must feel, that you can see on somebody's face. You can read from their body language, from their facial expressions, from the tone of their voice, that they are feeling anxious or angry or sad, Um, that you don't feel that same thing, but you can understand how they are feeling. And you mentioned, you know, recognizing their, their body language and their reactions, But is it also true that if you are practicing empathy, you're also displaying certain, you know, body reactions or physical reactions? Absolutely. I think part of when we talk about empathy, people who are able to have empathy for others often appear to be more open. Um, They make eye contact. 
they are giving uh, little you know hints that they're paying attention a head nod they may shift their bodies in they may sit with a more open stance um, not you know with their shoulders closed or arms crossed you know a lot of our own body language comes with I'm trying to connect with you I can see that you're in pain I can understand that pain let me let me be there with you much of empathy is really just sitting with people in the hard when we cannot fix other people's hard there are certainly things that we can do to offer support offer suggestions you know ways to be involved if it's a, a larger societal cause to show that we have empathy for that cause for that person um, but much of empathy is really just sitting and being present you know there's something about bearing witness to somebody's life and being a good listener that is that has to be that is part of this absolutely um, I, I think part of listening is really hearing right so when you have a, a strong set of skills and empathy you you hear what they're saying you, you hear the words but you also hear the underlying piece um, you will hear many people say you know, that they can hear a shift in tone they can hear a catch of the voice if there's going to be somebody's going to start crying. Um, so really being able to hear, to listen uh, to the full scope of what's being said, not just to the words. What value does empathy bring to our lives and to our relationships? So in, at its core, empathy allows us to have connection. Um, and, and it's that piece about we need to be seen, we need to be heard, we need to be valued. Uh, in, in really good, healthy relationships, we feel seen, we feel heard, we feel valued, and empathy is a piece of that. So um, empathy brings a connection. As human beings, we are meant to be connected. Um, there is a reason that COVID has been so hard for so many people. There is a reason that we know that social isolation of any kind uh, during COVID for people who are in nursing homes, hospitalized, the, the research that's been done on that is that that has a significant impact on mental health, on mental wellness. Uh, our need to be connected, to feel seen and heard and valued, um, to know that we matter, empathy is at the core of that. Does that also relate to trust? Absolutely. I think that if you are perceived as being somebody who can understand how somebody is feeling, it is much easier to, to trust you. You know, I'm much more likely to go talk to my friend who I know is going to have empathy for me, even if they don't understand, as opposed to my friend who might hear what I'm saying and offer a lot of suggestions. Mm -hmm. Much of the time, I don't know that people are looking necessarily for suggestions on how to fix their life as much as they are just looking for relationship and connection, and empathy offers that. Empathy says, I see you, and I hear you, and I see that you're in pain. And I'm I feel going to, for you. And I'm going to sit with you in the hard, exactly. in the hardship. Is empathy something that is innate, that we're born with, or is it something that we have to learn or teach along the way? So it's both. Um, you will see a, a broad continuum of people uh, who, who are really have a lot of empathy and people who don't 
have a lot of empathy. There is some inherent uh, nature to that, right? There are some people that are just inherently more empathetic. The reasons for that, could that be genetic? Could it be because of early childhood life experiences? Um, you know, as a child, we spend our time watching our parents, right? We spend our time watching other adults. Babies read cues. Um, and depending on the environment that you grow up in, you may grow up in a home where that's valued. Uh, there's a reason why empathy is almost a, a, an important skill to have. Uh, in other homes, empathy you know, maybe isn't valued. It isn't reinforced. And so people move away from that um, and, and tend to be more logical. Uh, so empathy, some people are just inherently better at it. But you can learn to have empathy. Uh, empathy is often about being able to learn to read the cues, read facial expressions, uh, read body language, listen, right? listen to those voice cues that you might hear, and be working at always trying to put ourselves in somebody else's shoes, mm -hmm. right? That we have our own set of beliefs. We have our own set of ideals. We have, uh, you know, it comes to all of the things going on in today's world, race relations and, and COVID and what's the right way to, to live and not live. And we can have our own set of beliefs, but our own set of beliefs comes from our own education and experience in childhood. So being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes helps you to have more empathy. And how can we, how can we practice or become better at empathy? Well, I think, you know, one of the things to do is, is really to work on, on listening, on, on hearing what other people have to say. It is incredibly hard to hear somebody talk about something that you don't understand um, and, and not get defensive. It, it, it is really hard to join somebody else. So it takes a level of vulnerability to say, please educate me. You know, and, I, and that is look at what's happening on social media, uh, what's happening, you know, Facebook, Instagram, what's happening in the community. People are arguing, right? There's a lot of arguing that's happening. There's a lot of fighting going back and forth, and people are really entrenched in, in their position. Um, if we were to take that next step from our entrenched place of this is what I believe and I'm right to say this is what I believe but I could be wrong so maybe teach me something different vulnerability willingness to be wrong willingness to be taught willingness to be open um, and and then also working with paying attention to how does somebody look when they talk how do they sound? Just being more attuned to how other people feel. You know, it can be as simple as you're not very good at having empathy because you're buried in your phone, right? Or you're, you're lost in your own stuff. How do we make ourselves present for other people? Eye contact is important. Looking at somebody, facing them, you know, really paying attention to what they're saying can help you to be better at empathy. If, if there's a parent you know, listening to this and a parent of, of young children or a young child and they're thinking, this is important to me. This is important that my child understands and learns empathy. What can I do as a parent to foster that? Uh, so a couple of things. One is, you know, when a child comes, uh, comes to you with an issue and they say, you know, this happened and I'm angry with 
this person. You know, kids come home from school or uh, time with their friends all the time having had an interaction that was less than positive. Um, It's to say, okay, I hear what you're saying. We want to validate for kids. I hear what you're saying. You're frustrated. You're angry. You're upset. What, What might be another reason why that person is behaving that way? What else might be going on in that person's life? You know, do you think that there's another reason for why somebody is behaving that way? You know, we look at larger social issues. Kids have lots of questions about those. You know, we can listen to their own thoughts about it, but then encourage them to think about, well, what might it be like for somebody else? Um, how do you think that other person might feel? Or what things do you think happened to them in their life? that made them this way. It's really asking questions and getting them to start to think about another person's perspective. But that makes me think that we as adults can be doing that as well, right? That's another way to practice empathy. I, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, but thinking, you know, you might be upset with somebody about something, but instead of maybe initially reacting, a way to practice empathy would be to stop and think, well, maybe there's a reason for that behavior or for that action. Absolutely. We are often flooded emotionally. You know, the, our primitive part of our brain is our the midbrain and our brainstem. And our brainstem is what's responsible for that uh, fight, flight, freeze reaction. So a lot of times somebody may say something, they may behave in a certain way that makes people have a reaction. And that reaction is very much just an inherent intuitive reaction. If we stop and slow down and we take a breath, three breaths, right, quiet that that reaction, we're able to then think with the upstairs part of our brain is what we call it. The brainstem is the downstairs part of our brain uh, where we think and process and, and have relationships is the upstairs part of our brain. If we react to how we feel immediately when somebody says something that just agitates us, we're, we're probably really reacting in that fight, flight, freeze kind of mode. We need to slow it down. So if we could just breathe, stop and think. And this is why it's good to not text the first thing you think, send the email, you know, fire off an email to somebody. Um, take a breath, stop and think, calm yourself, and then have that thought about, okay, what just happened? What am, what, what am I thinking? You know, we all have a story we tell in our own heads, right? We all have our own belief system, and we need to remember that other people have their own story that they tell in their own heads too. And so to be open to understanding what that might be and having the conversation. Empathy takes a level of bravery. Empathy mm. takes a level of, uh, you know, ability to be vulnerable. Um, and vulnerability is not an easy thing. And vulnerability requires bravery. So uh, empathy is hard to do because empathy is about connection. And, and sometimes connection is scary and messy. So well said. I, I have to ask you this. Could it there ever be a time that you may have too much empathy or where, where empathy could... Um, almost be disadvantage a, a disadvantage to you. Yeah, there, there's a term that's been used. It's called an empath, which is a word that's been it's it's a kind of a current popular word that's being used to describe people who have so much empathy that they almost take on the emotions. They can feel 
what the other person is feeling. Um, and, and there are some people that are definitely just have more empathy and probably really can feel those emotions. Um, and, but that's not healthy. Uh, we don't want to encourage that. Um, that so, so teaching people who are naturally have more empathy that they can understand how somebody's feeling, they can feel what that other person is feeling, but that's not their own feeling. You know, what to really think through what am I feeling? What am I thinking? What right now is going on in my own head as opposed to what am I picking up on from somebody else? You know, empathy is one of those things where when you really are close and connected to somebody, you're often very attuned. You know, we talk about uh, infant attachment. You You know when your baby is hungry, tired, has a wet diaper, based on the sound of their cry. That's really empathy. You're hearing you're attuned to them. And so with people in our life, we can often be very attuned. Um, and so it's important to maintain that relationship, maintain that attunement, but also not let it completely affect yourself. Now, it's always a good question to say, am I sad right now because I'm actually sad? Or am I sad because that person I love is struggling right now? Um, there's a saying that is, is popular, which is, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, mm. which I think kind of sums that up, which is, you know, children feel when their parents aren't doing well. And then often will be in a bad mood. You know, you see kids be grumpy because their parents are in a bad mood, but they're actually not grumpy. They're just picking up on that. Um, And children do that more than adults. We as adults have learned all sorts of coping skills and put up all sorts of walls and barriers to keep that from happening. Kids are just naturally, inherently intuitive Mm -hmm. and they have more empathy. Um, And then often it gets kind of taught out of them. So you can be, uh, feel that empathy more than maybe somebody else does. It's important to not let that become your own emotion then. Mm-hmm. You know, this. I just had this image as you're explaining this. Um, you know, Disney does an amazing job of, of telling a story, right? And um, I think I can name probably five Disney movies that make me cry. <laughs> and I can recall last weekend sitting downstairs on the couch with our four, almost five-year-old daughter And uh, the end of the movie, you know, of course, made me tear up. And it was not something I could hide. And she turned and she looked and she was so sad to see Mama sad. And she just kissed me right on the top of my forehead and gave me the biggest hug. You know, it's like they, they are so attuned you know oh they are absolutely and disney does that to oh i oh. We, we went to my daughter was she's 13 now and we went to go see tangled when it was in the movie theater and we had to leave probably a quarter of the way through because uh, she could not stand the feeling of worry that she had about the fact that the the mother type woman was going to come back and find rapunzel gone from the castle oh. like the emotion that she knew was going to happen we had to leave. Mm. I still don't know how that movie ends because we left the movie theater and never watched it again. Well, the movie we were watching was Up. Uh-huh. And I shouldn't have said earlier it was, wasn't towards the end. It was right at the beginning of the movie, which, you know, sparked so many emotions. But, oh, 
I know we got off on a tangent here, but I, I think so many people can relate to that. And um, it's amazing how in tuned our children are. And I think what I've learned throughout this conversation is that there is so much value to having empathy and practicing it. Absolutely. I think there's so much value to having empathy and there's so much value to having relationship. We need connection with people. We need to be seen and heard and valued. Um, and, and that we know that so many mental health issues, anxiety, depression, substance use, people, if they feel seen and they feel heard and valued and supported, they do so much better. Um, and so I think we have that inherent need for connection, and that is what we should be striving for, even though it's hard. Lisa, thank you so much for being here with us for this episode. Just wonderful insights as always. And thank you to our listeners as well. If you enjoyed this episode, you might also enjoy another episode available now on Plug Into Health called Focus on Women carrying the mental load. This also features the insights of Lisa Tutsky, whom we heard from for this episode. Um, We had a lot of, of downloads of that episode. I think it resonated with a lot of people. So I highly encourage you to check that out if you haven't already. Thank you all and stay well. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Provea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit purveya.com slash podcast. And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. And if you are concerned about your healthcare, you should consult with your healthcare professional. You can learn more about Purveya Health at purveya.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Provea Health.